Uh, welcome, 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 everybody, to this week's episode of the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. Today is Monday, February 24th. Actually, uh, well, for me, it is here on the West Coast. I'm CJ Heinemann. Uh, I'm here doing the show with my brothers. Um, it's the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show, and uh, we're going to talk some hockey. It being Monday, the 24th, oh, uh, means it's trade, de- trade deadline day. Uh, so we got a pretty exciting episode. Um, I don't want to go into too deep analysis into the trades. We're going to give you more of a look forward uh, to what these teams are going to do with their new players. But um, what's up, guys? Uh, how was how was the week? Let's uh, let's get the intros out of the way. Uh, it's late, but Lou, you saw another hockey game today. Yeah, got to the the strangely only hockey game of the night. Uh, for the NHL, got out to Columbus, uh, saw saw a wild one out there in um, against Ottawa. Ottawa put up um, a lot more of a fight than I think I was expecting a little bit, um, but it was a good game. Good to get out there with with a couple friends and uh, and holy trade deadline day, boys! Yeah, it was fun. I, I always think it's interesting seeing the games with uh, the teams that are going to have all their like prospects and stuff called up, the sellers, so to speak, at the deadline. Um, after the deadline, it usually makes for some interesting hockey, but, uh, but, uh, Ty, how's, how's it going? How was your trade deadline day? Trade deadline day, best day of the year for hockey fans, right? Just, uh, had an NHL network going at work and every time they came back from commercial, a fucking new deal was going down. So a little surprised some big names didn't get moved. Um, but I think for the most part, a lot of our, all three of our teams did pretty well. So it'd be fun to talk about. Exactly. Um, the Islanders, Flyers, and Penguins, all buyers at the deadline. Uh, and in that Eastern Conference, I mean, the Penguins, I kind of rope into that, that top four. Uh, that's going to be real tough to beat, so it's, it'll, be, uh, it'll be fun to talk about those Flyers and Isles to see if they have a chance. Yes, indeed. Um, yes, indeed. Some high prices paid, you know. Very high. Um, a couple high openers. Um, I thought... I thought the prices were going to be a little high uh, with some of the trades leading up, but then some of the some of the trades at the end seemed kind of strange. It, it seemed like people maybe there's a little bit of a scramble towards the end of the deadline this year. Um, but let's, I mean, you, do you want you want to jump in? Let's go straight to trades. Fuck yeah! All right. Well, um, uh, Lou, I don't know if you've got a list or an order you want to to go in here or we can just kind of pick at random. That might be more difficult. <laughs> um, no, well, let's, let's just, I mean, it was, you know, we had a, we had a couple trades here and there and I'll, I'll, I guess let's hit the couple ones that happened um, before the deadline. Uh, late last night, we had uh, the Washington Capitals go get Ilya Kovalchuk from the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so uh, they went out and got him. Uh, and two days before that, uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, went and got uh, forward Cody Eakin from Vegas. Uh, and the Boston Bruins got forward Andre Kasha, adding adding some depth to their line. Uh, and then the trade deadline happened, and just all hell broke loose. So uh, we had 17 trades. Uh, well, uh, let's, let's do this one at a time. <laughs> so um, Kovalchuk to... Washington is fun because I feel like him and Ovechkin are like stepbrothers. Don't even know if they're actually friends, but uh, 
or or, or I feel like Ovi is much funnier than Covey, but uh, uh, I don't. I also don't think. I'm just wondering what role he's going to play. He's probably going to be on that second PP. Mm-hmm. Um, but other other than that, I don't. I mean, he's real cheap, so not a huge risk. Um, and they also went and got another Sharks defenseman, didn't they? Or was yeah. that today? Yeah, I got Brendan Dillon. Fucking, he's oh, we, we talked. We talked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's already looking good out on that team. Fucking fighting Malkin the other day. That was good. Getting himself right into that rivalry. Yeah, that should be. Uh, I mean, is is there any way it's not going to be Boston, Tampa, hit Washington? To see who goes to the Eastern Conference final. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, why well, I think Washington really has to try and get that home ice advantage, but most likely they're going to play a team from their own divisions. So could be anyone, but Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's got to try and get that one spot so they don't have to play. Philly yeah, I think that, uh, that that yeah that one spot in the uh, in the Mets going to be pretty big. I think. Um, All right. Well, let's start with uh, what happened first today. Uh, Mike Green was was the first one to move. Uh, Edmonton Oilers went and picked him up uh, for uh, forward Kyle Brodziak and a conditional fourth round draft pick. Hell of yeah. a move! Hell of a move by Edmonton, which is obviously tight in the Pacific. Um, you know, I think Darnell Nurse is probably their number one D right now, and he's good, but probably not like a guy you want on the PP one with the club plump being hurt. So. Added Mike Green, um, you know he could put all these young guys just dish it everywhere. Um, that's a that's a hell of a pickup by Edmonton. Yeah, second Green to be traded this year. Um, are they related? Who was the other Green? Um, the other Green would be the the uh, Devils Green that got traded to the Islanders. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think they're related. I don't think the, so. I think I think Andy, Andy Green's American. Well, you know, Green's a pretty popular name, so not a shocker <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, like Tyler said, defense probably the spot Edmonton wants to improve. They go get a solid vet in Mike Green, who you guys know how much I love Mike Green when we're having all that captain talk. Might have been over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we were trying to figure out what uh, what captain or what vacancies at the captain spot would be filled. Yeah, you guys laughed at me. Um, All right, all right. So uh, Edmonton getting stronger on the back end. They also Uh, add the hopeful future winger to play with McDavid in their eyes, I would imagine, in uh, Andres Athanasiu. He's certainly fast enough to play with him. Yeah, Jesus, the speed in that lineup is absurd. I thought, I mean, like Detroit, they get rid of like green of that. Like that's fine, but it's. Uh, Anastas, uh, <laughs> what's his fucking name? Anastasio? God damn it, I can't say it. Um, but I thought that was like a piece you'd want to keep. Um, just like build around him and Larkin. And, but I don't know if the price is right, I guess. What'd they get for well, him? I'll pull it up what, here. Yeah, I'll pull yeah, it up. Go ahead, Siege. In the, in the meantime, uh, I, I think it's interesting that everyone thinks like, oh, he's so fast, he's going to play with McDavid. Well, he wasn't he playing with Larkin? I mean, obviously McDavid is on another level than Larkin, but I don't think it's just speed that McDavid needs next to him. No, and yeah. Anthony C is a good player. He had a hell Anthony of a start to this season. Good, he's a good offensive player. 
Now, I mean, is that is that speed going to be enough to push them back and push them back so much that they don't have to play defense? I don't know. I mean, they also went went out and got Tyler Ennis too, so who knows? Yeah, and I think that's a better fit for McDavid. And I'm sure they're going to try both. And and they're kind of more of a they're kind of more of a second line uh, with how well that Drysdale Yamamoto and uh, Nugent Hopkins line is playing. Either yeah, way, I mean, yeah, it just lets them spread it out, which has always been their problem. Yeah, you don't have to have McDavid and Drysdale together, and it actually you have two top lines. So. Um, uh, so to answer your question, Ty, uh, the Oilers uh, acquired Anthony Siu and Ryan Kuffner from Detroit in exchange for Sam Gagne, 2020 second round pick and a 2021 second round pick. So not uh, not really an overly expensive um, way to get a good young player in my mind on on that. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously pretty early in the, the out of the 17 trades, but. When you see some of the other deals that went down, you, you're thinking it to yourself that, you know, he's better than a lot of these players who went for number one picks. So, I mean, is Detroit just not good at making deals? I don't know. But, you know, Edmonton, good moves by them, I think. Shots at Iserman. Damn. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, uh, real quick. Uh, Colorado Avalanche went and got uh, forward Vladimir uh, Nemestikov, one of the many names to leave the Ottawa Centers today for a uh, 2021 fourth-round pick. Uh, I think Nemestikov's a great pickup for them. Should slide right into the, that lineup. Yeah, you lose Kadri for a while, so you need to kind of replace him. And another good depth piece, middle six guy. So very good for a fourth-rounder. Uh, that guy's moved around a lot in the last year or two, but... Hopefully, he can kind of find a home there with all those skilled guys. Yeah, I think I think the theme, the theme of today for me is fit. I think there was a lot of good trades for fit, and Nemestikov is one of them. He he even I can like already picture him in a Colorado jersey. He hasn't played there before, has he? No, he was in Tampa before. Right. Um, I mean, I know he's and then I think the Rangers real quick before Ottawa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's bounced around a little bit, but I, I think, like Tyler said, he's gonna he's gonna be a really nice bottom six depth piece there. I said middle six. All right, well, I'll put him in a bottom six. What do you you want? You want to fight about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Want to fight about it? Um, <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we there is a lot to get through. All right, and then really the the the, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the first big. Uh, I would say um, big splash of the day. New York Islanders acquire for John Gabriel Pajot uh, in exchange for a 2020 first round pick, a 2020 second round pick, and a conditional 2020 third round pick. Uh, that first rounder this year being a top three protected. Right. JTP. I don't, Huge pickup. CJ said I don't, call, I don't call very many things. But I did call. That's true. You did. You've been calling this one for, I would say, like a month and a half at least. And you know why? Because it's perfect fit. This is the theme of my day. It is perfect fit, which is kind of why you might, uh, you might. I mean, those those are three, um, three big picks. They're not going to get the third pick unless we win the Stanley Cup, which 
in that case, I'm sure Lou Lamarillo will. I think one of the Sportsnet guys said ride his bike and hand it to him on a silver platter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which which I'd be totally fine with uh, because obviously you get the cup. uh, You can have that third rounder. Um, okay. in you're invited but, to my Stanley Cup party. Come, come <laughs> receive your party gift for the third round. Right, right. But um, JG Pajo is a straight line, um, hardworking two way center. And that, in a Lou Lamorello, uh, Barry Trotz world, is perfect. And especially with our injuries to Casey Sezikis and right now Derek Broussard day-to-day. So, Pajot. Now, he's 25 goal scorer this year because he's playing top-line uh, top minutes in Ottawa. That's not, that's not going to be his job on the island. So, also signing him to the extension is why it's, it's worth those picks. But... I do think that we're we're going to pay him a lot of money. Um, he's not he's not going to produce numbers like he's producing now. He's going to produce in different ways. He's going to be that defensive third line center for us. Um, it allows us when Sezikis is health, healthy to have one of the best fourth lines in hockey. And you know how Barry Trotz's system likes to roll those four lines. Well, now we have two lines that can score better because. Um, we don't have to move Bailey or Nelson up and down the lineup. Um, and now we have two solid checking lines, especially if Bellows pans out, which um, he's, he's had on and off games. But I think J.G. Pajot makes our lineup so much more solid. And with kind of the goal-scoring experience he's earned in Ottawa, um, maybe, that do- maybe that does make him a better offensive player, and he can add that skill to his two-way game. Love it. What are they yeah, paying? <laughs> you guys both just talked at the same time. I'm not sure. Uh, go ahead, Ty. What was the extension they gave him? Um, I want to say it was a, it was five or six years. Uh, AV three one. Right. Is that a different player? That I seems mean, well. I could be wrong. It could have been closer to five. Uh, let me let me look at that while you give your two cents. I mean, I. It was I five flats each. Oh, five flat. Play. I'm thinking of a different player. So we're paying him five for six years. One, two, three, four, five more. Five year extension. Five. So, five. I mean, I think you could see him on the second line as well. I, I think you you play him on the power play. That's for sure. I, I, I think. I mean, the fact seems that we talked about his plus minus was one of the best in the league. Yeah, he's now the Islanders' leading goal scorer. I think he continues to put up those numbers. I think he's the kind of guy like you know. A selfie candidate where I don't know, we haven't talked about that, but he he might be up there for that that voting uh, where he just is a responsible player. So I don't think. Yeah, I actually I've been hearing kind of the the whispering of like this is kind of comparing to uh, Patrice Bergeron. Um, yeah. So and still young and really hasn't been able to. And let's see, CJ. Yeah, let's see this kid really shine now that he's not. I mean, in Ottawa, he was kind of the young stud who had to do it all, and now he can just play his game, which I'm sure, like you said, should fit into that system so he's well because he's such a system. because he's such but, a responsible player. But he, I mean, he's not going to get the minutes that he's been getting in Ottawa. True. So 
you got to remember that he's going to be on the ice a little bit less. Now, if that's his ceiling, if Patrice Bergeron is his ceiling, then yeah, you're going to see well, him start, yeah. <laughs> you're going to start to see him increase his minutes. But for now, he's going to be slotted as that third line center. All right. So uh, next up, the Carolina became began their extremely active day uh, by acquiring for a big trade here for. Uh, Vince, uh, Florida's forward uh, Vincent Trocek in exchange for Eric Halla, Lucas Walmark, uh, Itu Lustarnin, uh, and defenseman uh, Chase Pris- Prisky. Um, big move. I was very surprised um, the haul. I mean, obviously, uh, Trocek is very big, but I'm also very surprised a – how much they had to give for him, maybe. I don't know. It just seemed like a lot from their roster, especially like they're making a playoff push. I mean, obviously, Trocek is a guy you think is going to help you with that, but um, that, that's a lot of bodies uh, going the other way. And uh, I guess Florida's out of it. I'm, they kind of they kind of did sell off. But, kinda, then yeah. again, but then again, Toronto didn't do anything either. Yeah, I mean, one of those teams is going to limp in the playoffs. And- yeah. That earlier probably get destroyed by Boston or Tampa, but yeah, I was shocked Florida wasn't more active. Um, and obviously, Trocek's one of their main pieces. You, know, you get a good amount back for him, but at the same time, he's kind of another guy like Anzusvizia in Detroit that you I thought you want to build around. Um, but like I said, if if the price is right, I mean, you're getting four guys back. Holland, Walmart, already pretty solid guys, um, but. Just more depth to the to the Hurricanes lineup and adding adding a good forward. But I mean, what they did in the back end, if they get oh yeah, yeah. well, and and I just wanted to say that um, Halla, one of the pieces that went to Florida, you know, they they didn't need him in Carolina anymore because he told David Ayers, "Go ahead and let ten goals in. It doesn't matter to us." <laughs> holla, holla, holla. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you thought that was funny, Lou. I, I was working on that all day. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so that wait, that happened. Yeah. More yeah. So recently. Let's, okay. Let me explain my joke. So Tyler, uh, David Ayers. David Ayers is. He's okay. Yeah. He's the. You may know, but we have to say it anyway. Um, he's the Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies. Um, not even, not even the Zamboni driver for the Maple Leafs, although. Not really sure if that's how that works. Um, do you move up the ranks of Zamboni? I don't think so. But uh, um, Carol- both of Carolina's goalies got hurt uh, Saturday night against Ooh, yeah. And, and and actually, did you guys see the... Razzik got destroyed. All right, yeah. I do want to talk about that Clifford, Clifford hit. Okay, well, we'll definitely dive into that because it's another reason why Carolina was so busy. Had to go get some more defense. But David Ayers, the Zamboni driver for the Marlies, goes in net for Carolina, uh, stops eight or sees eight shots? Sees ten. The first two went in. Yeah. Um, and after the second period, when those two went in, I believe. Yeah, um, eight, eight in the third. I guess, I guess he, he said to the media that um, Eric Halla told him, um, don't worry, man, if you let ten in, it, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, just go have fun. Um, which is well, the basic cool. joke. That's why they had to trade him. <laughs> um, but uh, so who who went down first, Morazic or 
Um, I think Reimer went down like yeah. right away. Yeah, Reimer got um, hit. Uh, it was both of them were goalie collisions. But anyway, the Mrazic one, um, I guess the league didn't come down and get anything for Clifford. At least I didn't say anything. I So basically, a, a puck got kind of put out, and Kyle Clifford was racing for the puck, and Mrazic decided he was going to go get it. And Clifford, Clifford ran him over. Um, that being said, we got the puck first. Um, I don't think, I, I don't know when you, when you're a goalie and you come out and, and you lose a race to the puck and then get run over cause you committed. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, I feel like you you're, goalie. that's kind yeah. of, you goalie. especially uh, if you don't get to that puck, if you don't get to that puck and you run into the guy and get run over, that's all on you. Yeah, so Clifford was was issued a two minute charging penalty, which was reduced from a major penalty um, originally. Um, uh, that's the first I've seen the league use that that uh, rule where the refs can uh, downgrade an initial call. Um, Ty, thoughts on on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was a lacrosse goalie, but anytime you left the crease, you're fucking target out there. I mean, it's kind of an excuse to to use when they're out you know you just say you fucking ran into him but like you said i'm sure clifford knew what he was doing and fucking laid the shoulder right into him and razik fucking is he is he injured like that's a conky if i've ever seen one um i think one of them is more injured than the other from from what i heard from different reports today um that but I didn't get any actual. I haven't heard anything real yet. But regardless, un- unreal uh, memory for everyone playing. You know that Harris he settled in and then some shaky goals, and he almost let in the third at the end of the second. Um, but he finally settled in, and the Hurricanes kind of they kind of worried about it in the beginning, and were playing you know differently. And then the third they came and just put a couple goals and. You know, got the win for him, which is incredible. Yeah, Toronto, like, I think they had, yeah, I mean, they had 10 shots the whole second half of the game. I mean, they just, they didn't. So I, I went back and kind of rewatched uh, the that second half to, A, I wanted to see um, the hit from Clifford and then just wanted to watch the rest of the game. And, I mean, oof. Tough look for the, uh, for Toronto, especially considering the first two goals. I mean, the second the second one that went in was I mean not, but like the first one, I mean Tavares just ripped one low from the top of one of the circles and it went in. I mean, how they they weren't just working for shots, and I mean, I, but, I don't know. I, I think sometimes that throws you off too. It's like uh, yeah, like, like takes like you out of your playing, game. Yeah, like when we're playing NHL threes and we see like up oh, these guys are playing with a goalie. Like I feel like it messes our game up because you're like just shoot. Like, it's a it's a human in net. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, and maybe maybe it did. I don't know, but they're also the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I mean, the last week I mean, has been a, a little bit wild for them. I was gonna say I don't I don't I don't know if saying they're the t- Toronto Maple Leafs means the same thing as it did at the beginning of the season. Oof, doesn't look like it. Um. But as we go, as we continue with Carolina, um, 
and those two goalies that are injured that got uh, also the, the second year in a row we've had an emergency goalie. I never remember emergency goalie going in. I've always I always remember kind of like like seeing them have to get ready and like almost going. But yeah, we had one going last year, obviously uh, in Chicago this year. And hell, um, Elvis Merzlikin got uh, run over tonight and had to come out of the game. So all of a sudden, there's <laughs> um, there, there was a shot of another one. Uh, but I will say, and I'll get into the game uh, later, but the building was electric when Corpusala went into the net. I was, um, I was upset because I'm playing against uh, him in fantasy. And I, you know, I figured out oh, Corpusala probably won't get very many minutes. And he goes in and plays really well. Sorry, Ty. Uh, he started off with good numbers. Yeah, sorry, right. uh, Elvis. Obviously, that's my goalie. So hopefully, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering why he wasn't in because I saw he started and then I missed the second period, but I watched the third in the OT, which is a hell of an overtime tonight. It's back and oh. forth, you know, two teams running and gunning. But uh, yeah, good win for Corpy. Um, if we want to stay on. Uh, Carolina, yeah. Uh, yeah. and really the other the the main thing we're going to talk about now is their back end. They uh, acquire uh, New Jersey def- uh, New Jersey Devils defenseman Sammy Votnin uh, in exchange for uh, forward Jane Kuakinen, uh defenseman Frederick uh, Clayson, and a conditional twenty twenty fourth round pick. And then they really went and solidified that back line by acquiring. Uh, New York Rangers defenseman Brady Shea in exchange for a 2020 first round pick. High price for Shea. Yeah, he gets paid a good amount. Just signed an extension not too long ago. Has not had a great year for New York. Um, obviously, they've been up and down. But yeah, not a first rounder worthy in my opinion. That being I mean, said... Do you, Ty, do you think that's because of the term on his contract? Both, yeah. I mean, he's not performing to his contract. It's not like he's a rental, you know. Um, so that's, that's a hockey trade for sure. But um, looking at this back end, it's like it's probably the best in the league right now. I mean, you got Pesci and Hamilton hurt. Um, I don't think Pesci's out as long as Dougie is. But when those guys return, you got some tough decisions to make, you know. Is Joel Edmondson the seventh guy out like he was in the Stanley Cup Blues? Um, Van Riemsdyk get the get the boot, but um, you're definitely playing those two guys, and now you add Vatnin, you know, sick too. Um, yeah, and Vatnin's a power play guy too, right? So you stick so, him on the second unit. That's that's tough decisions for Robbie Brendamore, but uh, it's better to have to make those decisions than not. Yeah, I was going to say, good good problems to have uh, when you're trying to fit all the guys into the lineup. Um, they, so they are they are going to need as as many of those big D men as they can. Uh, got no goalies because they have no goalies. Yeah, and <laughs> which is also why I can't believe that they didn't get um, Robin Leonard. Uh, well, as active as they were, I bet I'm sure they tried, but I guess um, there, yeah, Vegas did. Leonard Vegas, have any? Vegas um, did not did not pay very much for Leonard. 
did Leonard have any? Oh, let me look if Leonard had anything on that new contract. If he had any movement the, stuff. Um, I don't think so. But uh, it 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 was one of the things that uh, I really I love Brian Lawton uh, on NHL Network. And it's one of the things he was talking about when that Leonard trade went through because they didn't have details yet. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he said as soon as as soon as he heard Vegas, um, he guessed that it wasn't going to be a first rounder or, or anything too big or any big prospects because otherwise you would have seen him go to like Colorado or Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean just uh, um, Malcolm Malcolm Subban and. Uh, a forward and a second rounder, so not too bad. Do you know what uh, when Brian Lawton got drafted, Siege? What year Brian Lawton was drafted, or what pick he was? Uh, I'm gonna guess. I think I'm pretty sure he was a really high pick. Um, uh, oh. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I'm gonna guess 1988. Lou, got a guess? Oh, oof. Drastic Brian Lawton. I'll go 91. He might be way earlier than that. Um, he. So the reason I say this is because uh, my old boss knows him because he the kid grew up in, in Rhode Island or went to this like very famous um, Rhode Island school. He was drafted in 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one overall. He's considered one of the biggest busts of all time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I do like him as well. Um, I didn't realize that the Robin Leonard was a three-team trade. Um, yeah, the 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 Leafs the got Leafs went. got a pick and a forward, and then Chicago, yeah. um, and then the Leafs also are retaining part of Robin Leonard's salary, which is also kind of shocking. Yeah, I, like how do they have the? I don't know. The Toronto Maple Leafs also confused me, but Kyle Dubas seems to not know where he is. Um, anywho, um, oh, that takes care of Robin Leonard. <laughs> yeah, um, that was that one. Uh, and yeah, that oh wait, up. sorry. Uh, I was listening to NHL Network. I had the volume on in the office today when that trade happened, and Weeksy was so fired up. It was so funny. So they were talking about him. They were like. Well, later he could go to Carolina. He literally said that siege, and they came back from commercial, and he goes, "No way!" Later, just got moved. He's like to Vegas. Oh, like, I was like, "DC, <laughs> let's go." Yeah, see, that's why I think I think Kevin Weeks is actually my one of my good friends. <laughs> like in my mind, we're we're very good friends. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I mean. The other, the other, actually, I do want to mention before we get away from Robin Leonard that that makes Vegas able to make a cup run with two different goalies. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, yeah, there is no uh, question behind Marc Andre Fleury, especially if his health is going to be shaky. So that's, that's, that's an yeah. unbelievable move for Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as they're, they're kind of, their play is really starting to solidify this year i feel like well in um, that pacific division that it's pacific ridiculous division, yeah. yeah it's ridiculous and now leonard who has pretty good Wacky numbers on a ba- on a bad defensive team is going to a good defensive team like he uh, was and on the island. yeah and especially um i mean you can really almost split the rest of the time between 
Flurry and Leonard just giving Flurry the rest. Um, exactly. So that'll be huge for him. Um, all right. Uh, Colorado did go out and get a goalie, although just more to fill in um, as a backup or a third uh, in Michael Hutchinson from Toronto. Um, I don't really think we need to touch on that too much. Uh, Ty, uh, Flyers uh, got into the mix a little bit, adding forward Nate Thompson uh, from Montreal in exchange for a 2021 fifth-round draft pick. What are your thoughts on that? I like it. It's a good move. Uh, another center, you know, veteran. He's probably going to be on the fourth line. Connor Bunneman is a very good young player, but kind of in the lineup because, you know, Patrick is still out with the migrants. Um, and, you know, I don't even know if he's going to play this season. So uh, it's a good move for sure. The guy can play PK. Um, you know, I like it. And to give a fifth rounder for it, fuck yeah. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, yeah, your Flyers, Flyers are the only one that kind of paid cheap this year. Oh, yeah. They got the best deals, I think. I mean, I don't know a lot about the Derek Grant guy from Anaheim, but I think he was a Penguins draft pick. He's a goal scorer. Is he? I mean, I don't really know where he fits in the lineup. So CJ's theme with fitting. Um, but, you know, he's a, a scratch guy every now and then. Or I think he's a, he's a big um, net front presence, uh, great, great hands in front, uh, in tight. Um, he's, he's done pretty well this year on yes. a bad team in Anaheim. Yeah, 14 goals and, and six assists. So, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I got that one too. I mean, you give up a little more, which maybe means that his stock is high. Um, that's fine. I hadn't heard of that Kirkaloko So, kid, I'm good at names tonight. Um, <laughs> that's who they sent over with a fourth rounder, I believe. So, that's still cheap, and, you know, we're not losing anything. I, I thought maybe we were going to ship Gosses Bear out. Um, would have loved to maybe take a run at Tyson Berry. I heard uh, Siege that they're definitely in the mix for uh, JGP, uh, but the price was ultimately too high. Um, but I like what Chuck Fletcher did today. All right, yeah, just adding a little bit of depth that hopefully, like CJ, I hope I think you mentioned earlier today in our in our group text to really solidify a little bit of consistency, possibly. Um, and and the Flyers have been playing very good hockey recently, so you don't really take too much out of that lineup. Like you said, Ty, pretty much just draft picks. Um, something I think I saw I saw Fletcher say today while I was watching the coverage is that um, he didn't want to do too much because yeah um, he kind of watched the first half of the season where they were a little inconsistent, especially on the road. But he thinks he was saying that the Flyers have literally gotten better every single game, which I have to agree with. Yeah. Um, all right. So my penguins got into the mix um, here. Uh, kind of going back to, 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 the, to the old ways. Um, uh, going to and picking up Patrick Marlowe uh, in exchange for a conditional 2021 third round pick, which I mean, for adding Patty Marlowe to any lineup for a third rounder um, is pretty good. I'm excited. Uh, We've just, I mean, today the, the the lineup is all of a sudden so much less thin than it was with all the injuries. Um, we, they made a couple more uh, coming up here, but uh, I love having Marlowe on the team. It's another 
the league to add to the, the already veteran core there. Um, and I mean, I, I can't be mad at having Patrick Marlowe on the roster. It, Lou, it really reminds me of when Chicago won the third cup, didn't was actually, no, that wasn't the host one. The host was to be the first one, but, um, pretend they got Hosa for the third one. And it really reminds me of their third cup when they go and get Hosa, an, an old vet who's, I mean, Marlo's not Hosa, but no. come on, just roll, just roll with me here. We're also yeah. not in the right year. So it's all hypothetical. <laughs> uh, and then, and then did they, didn't Chicago oh, also good. bring like Ladd or Shaw back? Um, so that kind of goes in line with bringing Shiri back. That's the, that's the biggest move I think they made. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I did, let me be a little sad. I did really like Dominic Cahoon. Um, I liked his game, uh, but to add Connor Sherry back, a guy who who has played up and down our lineup already between playing with Sid and Gino and whatnot, uh, and the, adding a, a younger guy like Evan Rodriguez, um, so a two for one. I did like Dominic Cahoon, but we get yeah, Sherry, who's good. already won a cup with us. Um, I'm pumped to see Sherry back in uh, back in a Penguins uniform. That was the one I was surprised. I thought after they added Marlowe, they were going to be done. But uh, um, look at um, Jim Rutherford actually getting involved in the deadline. How many points does Cahoon have? Like, how was that deal fair? Uh, Dominic Cahoon, 10 goals, 17 assists, plus six rating. Yeah, Ty, I agree with you. I don't know what Buffalo was doing this year. Sure, he hasn't been that, like, performing that much, but you know that, like, he'll perform in Pittsburgh. Like, how do you not use that as a trade? Like tool with Pittsburgh, like hey, he's going to be sick in your lineup. Like, it's not like he's going to another team to see if it, it's a fit. Like, you know, he fits in there. I will say he's uh, Dominic is only twenty four years old, so definitely younger. Um, I think Rodriguez is like twenty six, and Sherry's um, getting up there. I mean, he's not thirty or anything. I don't think. Well, actually, no, he's not. I think um, he's twenty seven. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he's he's still only twenty seven years old. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love it. I love having Connor Sherry back. I was so I was really sad when he left. Well, I mentioned it might be tough for my boy Zach Esnerace to get back in the lineup when he comes off the injury. Yeah, but now that now that um, the Bluger Tanev and right now I'm not sure who's going to be on that line with, with adding the wingers that we just did. Uh, probably Connor Sherry actually, um, but. He he could take he could take Dom Simone's spot and send Connor Sherry up because Sherry's, Sherry's already played with Sid. Um, he played with him a ton. Uh, yeah, and what does that make? That, it? Sid, I mean that Sid Zucker Sherry, and then uh, Alkin Hornquist and Rust. I almost keep. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Hornquist would probably swap in and out with somebody, and then that third line is Bluger, Marlowe, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, I don't even know anymore. Uh, it, it but I matter. see. The, but the Penguins, but Tom, Ty, right? just made in, themselves. In, yeah, in regards to, to in regards to Aston Reese, Ty, that line of Bluger, Tanev, and Aston Reese has been our most consistent line. Before Aston Reese went down, uh, they were the only Penguins to play every game of the season. So then you're scratching Dominic Simone. Yeah. Right now, I'd rather right now with the wings, the wings we just added. Um, like I like Tom Simone, but he's he's never. I've always said he's like one of the most gifted offensive talents I've ever seen that never scores a goal. 
I don't know what it is. He just he just doesn't really have finish, and it's it doesn't seem to be his fault. But (laughs) he always gets himself into good positions. Only Pittsburgh um, has a first line winger that's that's like actually a fourth line guy. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, right now, if, if if we're healthy, that's that's Jake Gensel and Jason Zucker up there. Yeah, that gets you ahead of the Caps. <laughs> um, Although, all right, I will, I will, ha- I do have to mention the Penguins have lost three in a row. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, the, we looked. I was. We looked a lot better against the Caps. Um, yeah, that last game that was a wild game. Either. Crosby um, was pissed. Yeah. Well, the the two previous games, um, obviously, t- I mean, Toronto, I had a feeling, honestly, even picking the pens that night against Toronto. I was like, I was like, we embarrassed the shit out of them. They're going to come out. And I'm like, I'm still going to pick the pens because that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they came out and beat us pretty good. See, um, Islanders aren't playing that well. I mean, they played Detroit, but. Well, we had a we had that terrible road trip that I talked about, um, where we scored two goals in four games, and then we came home for uh, Detroit, San Jose, and we got the Rangers tomorrow. So those three home games before we go to Boston, I considered must wins. Now, um, it it does make me feel we've been terrible against the Rangers this year. It's one of the few teams in the Met we've really struggled against. But um, not that not that I get any pleasure out of this, but it helps that I'm not going to see Shosturkin or Bushnevich. Um, they did sign Kreider to that deal. I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, and he's having a hell of a season. But if we can if we can beat the Rangers too before we go to Boston, that puts us at least in a better position than we were last week. Yep. Uh, so Buffalo did kind of a perplexing thing uh, this afternoon. Uh, they went out and got Wayne Simmons in exchange for a conditional fifth round pick, while very inexpensive for getting a guy like Wayne Simmons. Um, interesting move. <coughs> Me? Yeah, I'm, I'm... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Ty. All right, uh, I'm just going to go real quick. Uh, Simmons is a Toronto boy, I think. Um, so. It gets him a little closer to home, and I want to say he had a no trade. So that's probably one of the few teams he would have gone to. And I'm sure New Jersey's trying to get whatever they can right now. I, they're kind of ho- they're kind of wholesaling. So uh, that's that's kind of all I got to say. I mean, Simmons can still play. Yeah, I think maybe it's that, and maybe they're looking to re-sign him in the offseason. So you get a little time with him. Get him in, you know, involved with the rookies there and shit like that. He's a good vet. Um, that's kind of the only angle I see because you know adding a guy like that when you're rebuilding isn't necessarily the you know right move but you never know and like you said yeah he's, he's got family up there he's, he's, he's talked about his dogs <laughs> uh, Boston Bruins also went ahead and got forward Nick Ritchie from Anaheim in a one in one for Danton Heinen um, Ty have you gotten to see a little bit of Danton Heinen up there well, yeah, I want to know if this is an improvement. Yeah, um, Boston fans are not a fan of Heinen at all. I mean, they got him for relatively cheap. Well, like, Boston is also not a fan of Tuukka Rask, so 
Well, about half of Boston is. I think all of Boston has agreed on Heinen. But uh, he gets only like 2.3 years or something, but he's just not, not putting up numbers. You know, he was supposed to be a power play guy. Um, hasn't had the season, or he didn't have the playoffs last year that people wanted. Um, so it's definitely an improvement. I think Richie is a hard-nosed guy. He fits into Boston's um, theme to go with CJ. But, uh, I mean, we didn't talk about the Kassage. Costa deal either. Um, you know, I was talking him up earlier in the year. I think he's a really good player if he can stay healthy. He's a goal scorer, which Boston really, really needs. You know, they can't just <laughs> get it off of one line again. Uh, so they've improved. Fucking A. I do like those pieces better than, like, say, uh, Bacchus and Heinen. Yeah, and you get rid of some of the Bacchus deal and. You know, that, that frees you up some money to potentially maybe sign Krug in the offseason. So, it was a good move. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, you know, they're, Boston's always, Boston's <laughs> we just always don't like adding. It. Yeah, now Boston's always adding good players at the deadline to, to shore up for a, for a run. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Vancouver definitely shoring up. They went out and got um, a vet in Tyler Toffoli, who's won a Stanley uh, Cup. And then they go in. Uh, solidify uh, the backup position by adding uh, Louis Domingue uh, from New Jersey um, for goaltender Zane McIntyre. So I don't understand that one as much, the Domingue one as much, because I really like Demko too, and Markstrom's kind of maybe maybe they're looking towards the future, um, maybe moving one and getting some more assets. But um, so I mean I guess I can't blame them. They, I don't think they paid very much for him. Uh, however, the Toffoli is another fit uh, for me. No, uh, oh, he's, just he's... absolutely perfect. He's going to go there with Tanner Pearson, who I believe they both won two cups. Um, I could be wrong. They both at least won one. So uh, that's really nice to have in the locker room. Uh, two veteran guys that know each other, that know how to win. And Vancouver is in that crazy Pacific. So all you got to do is get in the playoffs, and you could be in a cup final if you're from the Pacific Division. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, I think Toffoli's already had two, uh, a couple two-goal games, I think, for Vancouver. Yeah, he had two in the nine-goal route of Boston. Yeah. I think in the West Coast playoff bracket, I'm just going to pick out of the hat. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else you're going to do it. It's It'll be the same. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, next up, uh, the Vegas. We're sticking in the Pacific. The Vegas Golden Knights uh, acquire forward Nick Cousins from Montreal in exchange for a 2021 fourth-round pick. So then uh, they're just adding a little bit of depth there. Yeah, I must have missed that one. But, I mean... Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into the nope. depth. Yeah, love cousins. It was a good, um, good flyer. Uh, we already touched upon it, but the Oilers got uh, for Tyler Ennis from the Ottawa Center in exchange for a fifth round pick, which I think is like, a great deal for Edmonton. Um, yep. Edmonton needs to take a page out of Vegas's book and start rolling in the deep, Adele. <laughs> oh man. Um, no. All right. You know, this, is, this is the problem with doing these at three o'clock in the morning. Is I just got off of work. I'm rolling. 
Was but, that uh, an Adele joke? Yes, it was. The column is blue. Just started going, you could have had it <laughs> But then I was like, yeah, it's 4 a.m. Love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, you gotta, you gotta have my back a little bit, bro. I just, I, I did it for you there. That two seconds. <laughs> Sorry. You do have a, you do have a beautiful voice. <laughs> Columbus Blue Jackets uh, acquired for uh, Devin Shore from Anaheim in exchange for Sonny Milano. Uh, that one, I guess, surprised me a little bit, but you know, Sonny Milano is just, I guess he's he's never really been able to really break into that lineup. I mean, let's be honest, the only reason he's, he's in there right now is because of the massive injury trouble that Columbus is in. So, um, Yeah, I really like Sony Michelle. <laughs> uh, I can't tell if you did that on purpose, but I'm glad <laughs> Milano got out of there because, I don't know, he seems a little bit like Anthony Duclair to me, where, like, obviously Torts did not get along with him. Um, just one of those players that probably doesn't do a lot of good things in the D zone, so not a good not a good coach to have in torts for that. But uh, he can get out of there, maybe spread his wings somewhere else. <laughs> torts doesn't like anyone scoring through the leg goals. Right. <laughs> um, Lino had one in Philly. He likes that guy. Yeah, it's hard not to like Nick Lino. He took a he took a, he he was looking like a raccoon tonight because he yeah, took a dude. puck to the shield. In their last game, and it broke and cut him in the face. Oh, who who was it last night that took a he took a puck to took a puck to the face, cut his lip a little bit, uh, looked like it should have been way worse. Um, and then literally, I feel like it was like the next shift he got a high stick in the same exact spot. Oh God, it's got to be the worst. Ty, have you ever been hit in the same spot twice, like consecutively? Probably more likely to happen in lacrosse. Uh, block shots for sure. Yeah, I mean, but like not in the face. I remember this one kid, just a five-on-three, like took it off the side of the knee and could barely move, and he just got another one T. And I just leaned into it again and just fucking was like, just fucking kill me. And both fucks like went right back to him. Oh my fucking god! So yeah, that's that's the worst feeling. The cross definitely happened. You kidding me? Yeah, I feel like a goalie in the cross. You just black out. Oh, the skin <laughs> again! <laughs> um, Tampa went in and added more to their depth, which seems just ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous statement by adding um, San Jose Sharks forward Barclay Goudreau for a 2020 third round pick and a 2020 first rounder. Wait. Oh, they yeah, sent a 2020. Cool. They sent a 2020 first round pick, uh, or they got one with Barkley Goudreau. Sorry, Blah. no, um, they paid a what? first rounder. Yes, they they received Barkley Goudreau and a third rounder in exchange for a first rounder and Anthony Greco. Um, I didn't know that they got that third round pick, which makes it a little less crazy um, that they sent a first round pick to San Jose for Barkley Goudreau, which. I don't even think he's, I mean, I don't even, I don't, for the, the reason I'm upset about this and can't talk is because my theme is fit. 
and I don't see the fit. Um, it's just like I, the Tampa Bay Lightning are like just like a fat kid trying to shove more marshmallows in its mouth. I don't think yeah. you just trade a first round <laughs> pick for like a fourth liner on your team, basically. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the only thing I really know about Barkley Goudreau is didn't he score that game seven overtime winner against? I was going to say that, Siege. Yeah, against, against Vegas. Was it Vegas? Vegas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. After the comeback, so, so I mean, one one clutch goal, and it, is he even is he a second liner? In uh, San Jose, I don't even know if he is. He's a he's a, he's a center. Uh, uh, Daily Faceoff has him uh, centering the fourth line between Patrick Maroon and Carter. Oh, I'm not even going to try that last name. There's a whole okay. lot of consonants in there. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Maybe because you got the third round and you like the prospect, you can afford the first rounder. But yeah, that's that's the weirdest one of the day for me. All right, let's see. That should be about um, it. Yeah, a couple other a couple other small ones here and there. We already touched on Sam Votnin. and okay. Well, as far as notable trades, I yeah, think that that's 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 what, um. What I want to talk about that was fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ty. So that was fun. Uh, I'm well. I'm glad. Yeah, I had a, I had a blast as well. Although I feel like uh, I'm missing on the jokes today, boys. Well. Like, I get, I get like a, I get like heavy breath from Lou and just dead silence out of Boston. <laughs> um, but uh, moving forward, I want, uh, I'm going to go to Tyler first on this. Are, are our teams even going to be able to get out of the first round? I mean, face it, the Flyers. If it's if it if it ends today. Flyers and Islanders play the uh, Capitals and Penguins respectively. Yeah, uh, I think sheer numbers alone, yeah. I mean, the way our teams are sitting, I mean, Carolina got a lot better, but they're on the outside looking in, and Columbus, I don't know with the injuries if they can do it. So I think just, yeah, I mean, one of them is going to be a playoff matchup, whether it's Pittsburgh or Philly or New York. So. Yeah, like someone makes it out of the first round, then you got to play Washington, most likely. Yeah, or the other <laughs> way around. Could have a team in the you know conference finals playing Boston, and then and then that that goes to the other side of it. it I mean, are is Tampa Bay or Boston going to lose in the first round? I think that's well, even less. <laughs> well, I mean, I I'm I'm going to have zero reservations about anyone beating anybody in the first round after last year. Um, I mean, obviously, last year was an anomaly, but all four number ones went down. <laughs> so, and Tampa got swept. Tampa was the best team since the 98 Red Wings in the regular season. Um, that being said, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen again. I'm still going to pick Boston and Tampa in the first round. But um, those seem like the only sure picks right now. Yeah, well, I don't even, I don't, I'm not going to maybe with playoff uh, talk. I, but... I think I'll, I'll, I'll confidently take St. Louis over whatever wild card Pacific team they end up with. But Ooh, I don't know. I'll, I am certainly not as confident as I think I'd be more confident in taking Washington or Pittsburgh. Plus they, you know, they don't have that division locked up whatsoever. That's going to no, be no, a dog. No, not locked up. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's, it's those three teams are going to shuffle around though. It's not Winnipeg's not going to catch them. 
No, they could make the playoffs, though. Oh, yeah, but they yeah, could. Playing, playing Arizona or Winnipeg, I think, is a lot different than a battle with Colorado or Dallas. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, sitting right now, that top team in the Central, I think I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna confidently pick them over whatever wild card team they play. Okay, but I'm not, but I'm not even talking about right now. I'm talking about eventually, the teams that I can still be confident about, no matter what happens in the next twenty games, is pretty much Boston, um, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Washington. I mean, those are those are the four by uh, by far for me strongest teams in the NHL. And it's weird that you see them all on this side. It sucks yeah, for, I mean, like me and Ty. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. It is kind of wild. I mean, I mean, I mentioned it last week, but one, two, three, four. Yeah, I mean, five five teams out of the Met in the top eleven, six in the top twelve. So uh, it's just tough when you're when when you're playing this this good of hockey and you run in, you have to play a team that's been just that much the same or a tiny bit better than you all year. Um, That's right. Six six of the top 12, the Rangers, which is why I'm almost surprised that, um, although the moving Brady Shea is, I think, all about being able to pay some of their young defensemen, but um, I thought that they might even be a little more active. And um, one thing we have not touched on, I I briefly alluded to it, but... um, uh, there was a car accident in Brooklyn last night, and um, we have injuries to Shosturkin and Bushnevich. Bushnevich is day to day. Everybody, uh, from what they said today on NHL Network, everyone was wearing seatbelts, airbags were deployed, all the safety shit went down. But Shosturkin, who I had a rant prepared for because he's he looks incredible. Um, He's going to be week to week with broken ribs, at least. That's what I hear for now. But um, before I get your guys' um, thoughts and prayers out to the boys, uh, I just want to say that this Shesterkin kid, who I hadn't heard of until we had our uh, our uh, favorite band Parlors on, and uh, Doss started talking about this uh, Prince in the Wind. <laughs> but uh, he doesn't look like can't compare him to anyone he doesn't look like anyone i've seen before he is he has the strongest legs of any goaltender i've ever seen his chest never moves he can be side to side up and down back and forth and um his his he stays square the whole time he's incredibly incredibly strong um down low and it doesn't even seem like he's down low um, he's one of the best, the best moving goaltenders I've ever seen positionally. So I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's just a car accident injury. It doesn't sound like it was that bad. I, you can't be going that fast in Brooklyn anyway. So, um, correct. A couple thought, of ribs. Yeah. He's going to be out. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Yeah. It's tough to see for them. Um, I honestly haven't seen him play yet this year. But oh. I've heard I've heard nothing but good things. I mean, it looks almost um, awkward. It looks almost weird. He's he doesn't not, look like any to me. He's about nine of ten. Jeez. All right. Um, did we talk about Kreider? How they signed him? Uh, no, we did not. Kreider got a real nice contract extension. Um, 
maybe the term might be a little bit long, but I think that's what they get for paying Chris Kreider. Uh, I think it was six six five for seven years. Yeah, forty nine million or something like that. I mean, what a year. Yeah, I mean, what leave, but uh, you know who doesn't like it there? He's a Boston kid. Well, what a, I mean, what a time to have the year he's having. Yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, seven years, six point five million. Um. I love the number for for what Kreider brings. Um. And especially, I mean, for the first five years, I mean, he's only twenty eight years old. So that's, I mean, that takes him to thirty five. Uh. He's always he's always been really a healthy guy, as far as I remember. Um, so not a lot of injury trouble there. I think he, he plays a sustainable game. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's, um, I think, I think that's going to be a great contract for the first five at least. And then they might, they might pay for it in the back end, but that, that seems to be, um, popular, uh, in the league right now, whereas he, you know, you got him for a little bit lower than maybe he would have wanted. So he got his term. Yeah. Well, all the GMs are like, I'm not going to have a job by then. (laughs) Um, uh, i've given enough i've given all the ranger love i can give uh for one episode so i think it's uh i think Kreider's this is a a crazy year for Kreider, and he could have made a playoff run with uh with another team and um i don't think he's gonna play like this again um so one thing i did want to touch on uh the ottawa senators I mean, obviously, you know, they've been tough to watch over the, over the last couple, but they've, they've got their young pieces that they think they want to build around, and they have seven picks in the first two rounds, uh, two of which are currently lottery picks. Uh, that other one from the Islanders uh, will depend on how the Islanders finish out their season. But regardless, and that's four second-rounders. I mean, you, you give it a couple of years. I mean, Shabbat's going to be a great defenseman in this league. Uh, already kind of is. Uh, you got um, Brady Kachuk. Three on three last night. Oh yeah. Oh. So you know, give this team a couple of years, and as long as they they don't absolutely bungle this draft, uh, they're going to be dangerous in I the wonder, future. I wonder where they're going to go for goaltending. Maybe they draft. Maybe they use one of those second rounders and go get someone who's maybe would have normally gone in the third, but just like the number one goalie. In the draft, I don't know what the goalie prospects are like this year, but this is, as far as I've heard, like one of the deeper drafts in the last yeah that's, five years. That's what's, that's what's really crazy about it is they're gonna they're about to go get a bunch of really good hockey players. I mean, they could go one two right now. League standings. I mean, the only team that's got a better shot at um, right now is LA and Detroit, and I mean they're not gonna catch Detroit in terms of losing, but. Um, they've only got four points over LA. So um, in San Jose is only um, two points ahead of them. So, I mean, they could, they could go. <laughs> Who's that, their other pick? That, uh, that Carlson deal. Yeah. I, I mean, that's insane. That, that Carlson deal was an incredible deal by the Senate. Ottawa. Um, Ottawa the, has the best deals. I, that I mean, we haven't been doing this very long, but I love that deal. Oh, it also helps that Carlson completely fell apart. Um, but Ty, uh, they have their pick. So the 20, they're 29th in the league right now. They have San Jose's pick, who is 27th. And then they have the Islanders pick. That's wild. And then they've got four second rounders. 
Yeah, and if the Islanders play like they did on their previous road trip, um, then that'll be a lottery pick as well. And yep. I'm actually uh, fingers I, crossed. <laughs> I, I do think I do think the Islanders will make the playoffs, but we have I, I'm pretty sure we have to do our Western Canada trip, and our trip to California was three losses, I think one point, and our previous road trip out um, into the Southwest was four losses with two goals. Uh, so because you talked so much about California a couple episodes ago. Well, they're terrible, but that's part of my <laughs> part of my point. There you go. The Islanders are they're really struggling on the road. So I want to see this uh, end of the season, our last trip of the season, go better than our previous two. You know what's weird? I always, you know, you always think about your, you always have your California trip, you got your Southwest trip. Maybe it's maybe it's Vegas, uh, St. Louis, Dallas. Dallas or something like that, and then you got your Western Canada trip. But you know, I, I never think about the West Coast teams. Like, do they have like a Florida Carolina trip, uh, an Eastern Canada trip, and an Atlantic trip? Well, yeah, San Jose, uh, what just played the Islanders and they play in Philly t- tomorrow or tonight, I guess. Yeah, it's just a little bit. It's a little bit easier on the East Coast just because you can bounce around between the cities a lot quicker. Yeah, um, and shit. Oh, I mean, I mean, even even like the Eastern teams do like that that uh, Tampa, Florida, uh, Carolina, like three game little trip. The, the schedule makers of any major sport are geniuses, and I, I I like part of me like has to think that like like a computer program spits it out, and then they go through and like maybe tweak a few. Like, I wrote this <laughs> down a while ago, but never never came up. But uh, the Flyers like complained to the league, like Fletcher had set up a meeting with the league because they had. We have talked about it more back to backs than everyone, and they also didn't have something of like more than a four game homestand, um, in the whole whole season. And they never had more than a wow. And a lot of people, like the fans on Twitter, are blaming it on the Flyers because they do Disney on Ice for like the holiday hours. So like, all those yeah. times are just taken. Hey, I mean that's I mean that's part of it. I mean it the, might the arenas have to do with Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, it's Comcast, and you know, so they're just trying to you know, make some more money, but you know, might <laughs> suffer on the hockey team. But you know, <laughs> I don't think it's that much different. Well, you got to think if that affects the Sixers as well. I wonder uh, yeah. what what Sixers. Well, that's another be. thing. Yeah, I mean, not every hockey team has. Well, hey, you could be, you could be the L.A. Kings. <laughs> not only have living the Lakers right. and Clippers. Yeah, well, the Lakers own the Staples Center, so the, I'm sure they get dibs. The Clippers play as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's three. Um, that's three probably majors. the only the only the only arena in the in the in North American sports anyway that that has three teams in the same building at a professional level. Anyway, um, I, anywho, you're definitely right on that Lou. There's, there's no way yeah. there's another, Ooh, do I wonder? Oh no, never mind. Okay. I'm going to say chargers, Rams, Dodgers, but the Dodgers play in Dodger stadium. Uh-huh. Um, Shucks. <laughs> history. Uh, no, no, I do not have anything tonight. Um, I did not have time to prepare. 
um, because I went I went to a hockey game tonight. I tell you what, like that 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 building gets. It was funny. It was a little bit. It was a little bit quiet early. The building just was. I don't know if I mean. It was just the cannon went off like five minutes in. I know, but like, but even it just yeah, it it seemed a little bit quiet. I mean, you know, it was a Monday night. It was a rainy Monday night in Columbus, so like I wasn't expecting too much. Like we got club level seats. Um, whenever that happens, we're like, oh, it's going to be a little bit of an empty building. Oh, <laughs> hey, um, but like the there was a tough a tough penalty call uh, on Nick Felino that uh, Ottawa scored on uh, that the building did not like, and they were booing. Um, and then when. Duclair ended up running over Elvis Merzlikens. It really turned, and that building got into the game. Um, I mean, they they were booing hard. And then, man, when that, that place loves Giannis Corposalo, like when he put his helmet on, the place went nuts. Obviously, their starter for most of the year was going to be their team's all star, um, but. Really, really good reception for him. You know, the first save, the place went nuts. Uh, I mean, and then they 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 went out and uh, it seemed like every time Ottawa scored, they scored right back to to tie it up. And then uh, and then that overtime was, like you said, tie very exciting. And Columbus probably could have scored seven goals in that overtime. They just couldn't quite put it in, and then they finally did. That's great, Lou. How many how many games have you gotten out to see? I mean, you're getting close to. <laughs> Yeah, this year if we're if we're counting, um, I think I did two preseason, and then it's been like five or six in Columbus, and I got to go to the one uh, out at Ohio State too. I know you've given the shout out to Columbus for doing those military seats like that, but I got I got to give it again because oh, it's it's that's, amazing. That's incredible. That's amazing. I'm I, I'm I, creating I, new hockey fans out here. Exactly. Um, Good God's work. Oh yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I joked today. And I was like, "Hi, oh, yeah, hockey is basically my religion." <laughs> yeah, you Catholic? No, hockey. <laughs> I'm just spreading the gospels of Lord Stanley. Nice. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I had I had two two first time NHL. Um, games tonight with me so good oh, always always timer. always good to spread the game um i know lou people does, like lou does like everything for this podcast me and ty just kind of show up but um <laughs> lou I, I feel like you gotta start making content at the you gotta get your i'm your i'm gonna business <laughs> the um nhl first timer content right oh <laughs> i am not i am not the person of the three of us no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, but, I mean, I'm obviously joking. I'm not putting more I, work on your plate. Yeah, no. Well, one of these weeks, I'm going to bring my buddy Eli on. Uh, I never really watched hockey before me, but got him to fall in love with it. And, oh, man, this man's got stories. Uh, <laughs> none of which are hockey-related, but... <laughs> he's, he's, your, he's, your, he's your Aaron. <laughs> God, yeah. He's he's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Um, but so that that's going to happen soon. Um yeah, do you guys got some some pop stars of the week? Ooh, um, I've got one ready. If you want me to go, yeah, you go. All right, uh, good buddy out here, Matt Stone, also a fellow person that really hadn't been to hockey games before I started 
um, bringing them, bring them all, all my friends out here, uh, has been to four games this year with me. All four have gone to overtime. <laughs> wow. he's, he's just always seen overtime hockey. Um, <laughs> a lot of so, free hockey. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Stone just just getting extra extra free hockey. I don't know what it is. He's got a good luck charm or something, but just just shouting him out for for just producing overtime hockey. Nice, good guy. Um, I'll go. Uh, honorable mention to our boy Tom DePaulo, who was on last episode. Kid ran a marathon uh, two days ago, so good for Tom. And hopefully the legs are okay for Thursday night. Uh, but I got to give it to Ovi, you know, getting 700 goals. Um, so I don't think really anything has to be said. Yeah, no. no. Uh, my my feed on Saturday was just David Ayers and Ovechkin. <laughs> That's all it was. Um, I liked uh, I liked Gretzky's tweet. Uh, like congratulations on everything, and I'll see you at eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, Gretzky's the man. Um, you see the interview uh, on TSN. They were like, Wayne. Obviously, you got to eight ninety four. What do you remember about goal seven hundred? And he just goes, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, he scored eight eight hundred ninety four. You think he remembers that one? Like, no. Um, so my pop star of the work week is gonna go to the only JT that will ever have a jersey in the Raptors of the Nassau Coliseum, uh, John Tanelli. Um, mm. yeah, we uh, uh raised raised the jersey. Um, our first game back from that terrible road trip. Uh, Tanelli was the the famous uh, assisted on the famous overtime Stanley Cup winner against the Flyers in 1980 for the Islanders' first cup. Um, he was with he was with the team for all four cups, um, an All Star a, f- a few of those years, I believe. But uh, John Tanelli getting the jersey in the rafters on the island, he gets pop star of the week. Man, and just a total total side strike it. At Tavares there too, love it, and and the Flyers, yeah, Ricketts got flying. That was that was that was a really good win-win-win there for for Kitch. He seemed like yeah. a beauty though. He was buzzing on the ice. Yeah, I mean, he he, he was an all-star winger. Uh, gave that gave that pass to Bobby Nystrom. Even like, I'm saying it like I was there, um, <laughs> living vicariously through the Islanders' past. <laughs> Whatever, uh, fuck that golf guy. <laughs> number number twenty-seven. All right, boys. You guys got anything else? What was his name? Gary Hoffman. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, as always, everybody go out go out to New York City on on April second. Go see Parlors. Uh, they're having a show. Uh, I imagine the first of many this year, and we will always keep you guys updated when they have uh, shows and new music coming out. Um, and you can follow us on our uh, social media. We are on. We are at the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hockey.